Thank you, Ron. Um, can I just ask Derek and Joan to bring us our two Bible readings, please? Thank you. A first reading, the first reading is from Matthew uh, chapter 17, verses 14 to 20. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and, un and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebukes the demon, and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, Because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed... You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. <coughs> the second reading is Hebrews 11, verses 1 to 12. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life, so that he did not experience death. He could not be found, because God had taken him away. For he was taken, he was commended, as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to God to, to go to a place where he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, 
whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so from this one man, as, and he is good as dead, came sentence as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Okay, great stories of faith there. So if we just look at the, um, the first one first, I'll just put that there, because it's not all about Coleman's mustard, it's about the seed. Um, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Yet Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. So the disciples, why couldn't we drive it out? Because you have so little faith. O oh, ye of little faith. So uh, it's a great reading from Matthew and a great story really. So um, hopefully you've had a chance to see how small a mustard seed is if you've not seen one before. I'm sure most people have seen them, but I just I still find it difficult to imagine there's 15,000 mustard seeds in that jar. But um, anyway, um, so I'm an IT project manager, work for United Utilities, and one of my responsibilities or my main responsibility is to manage projects and deliver them on time, in budget, um, and to the right level of quality. Anyone else in this room who's a project manager will know that probably never happens, but um, that's the general principle. Um, so I have a second kind of responsibility, and that is every lunchtime I have to deliver the daily dad joke. Um, that is, it's become a bit of an expectation, so we, a group of project managers go for lunch together, and probably because I'm the oldest out of us, I have to deliver the dad jokes. So this is sort of things like, um, what do you call a Spaniard leaving a hospital? Manuel, correct, well done. <laughs> hey. um, a red ship and a blue ship collided in the uh, Caribbean. All the passengers were marooned. Uh, and my personal favourite, um, what do you call a fish with no eyes? <clears throat> um, Anyway, so Thursday's joke was, um, I, say, I use the, the word the term joke very loosely, because clearly um, there's a lot of tumbleweed going around. Um, so Thursday's was, uh, a man covered in big red blodges, splodges all over his arm goes to the doctors and said, um, doctor, I've got uh, red spots all over my arms as big as cherries on a cake. And the doctor says, it must be an allergy. <laughs> so, um, are, we get, are we there yet? So, it, an, an allergy, an allergy. Cherries on the cake, big red spots. No, are we there yet? Okay. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> Let me know when you're there. <laughs> oh dear. So, anyway. How does that fit with our Bible reading? So, um, <laughs> so in Jesus' parables, he quite often uses analogies to try and help us to understand. And the mustard seeds are kind of an analogy. Um, he's not really saying our faith is one millimeter in diameter. He's saying even if you've got the tiniest of faith, um, it's, it's important and you can do wonders with that faith. 
however small it is. So, so sort of earlier in the story, before we get to this point, in Matthew 10, um, Jesus called his 12 disciples to, the, to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. So Jesus has already given them the authority to do it. Um, and they've actually gone and done it, but they've, they've um, failed. Um, they've, Jesus has had to go and actually drive the demons out. And he said that's because they've not got enough faith. Um, in Luke 17, um, it's the same kind of story. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Um, and there's another parable with it in, a bit earlier in Matthew as well. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. And though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds will come and perch in its branches. So this is the story of Jesus' disciples not delivering a young boy from a demon spirit. And Jesus called them faithless and perverse in the reading. Um, And he only gave one reason why the boy had not been delivered. It was not because of the parents' sins or the boy's sins, but because of the disciples' unbelief. So in this reading, our faith is revealed like the mustard tree. So just following our little mustard seed along. um, So mustard seed faith, if you imagine your faith as a mustard seed. So mustard seed faith begins as a grain, begins as a tiny little grain. Everybody's given a tiny measure of faith. And mustard seeds, as we've seen, are the smallest of the seeds. So that grain faith needs to be planted. So we need to do something with it. So otherwise it will stay one millimetre in diameter. So mustard seeds used to be planted apparently in holes six inches deep and filled with water. Um, and then 72 hours later, the water had disappeared and there was kind of silt over the seed. And then tiny green sprouts began to appear. So this is, our faith does need planting, um, firmly planting, Um, to enable it to grow and then after that mustard seed turns into a plant so in Mark's gospel he says it's like a grain of mustard seed which when it's sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that that are in the earth but when it's sown it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out great branches so that the birds of the air may lodge under the shadow of it and the seed must be well rooted so the root of the mustard plant grows three times faster than the stalk So our faith needs to become rooted in God. We must believe in God even when he doesn't speak, even when we can't see him. And then that planted seed must be growing. Our faith is designed by God to grow. And faith can only grow by continual use and expanding our vision. So then mustard mustard seed faith turns into a tree. So uh, we've moved on a bit from those tiny little seeds. We're now up to a tree. So apparently mustard trees grow to a maximum of 21 feet tall, um, which means the root, if you think back to the previous thing about um, the difference between how much of a shoot you see and how far the root goes down, a 21-foot tree means the root's 63 foot in the ground straight down. It's a tree with destiny. It's really firmly rooted, and our faith must continue to grow in the same way. Um, But also tree faith must have branches, so while the tree is only 21 foot high, it's fully grown, its branches are 72 feet wide. So our faith needs to spread out for others. So if you imagine the branches spreading out and spreading our faith amongst other people. And the mustard seed faith turns into a great tree. 
So in Luke 13, verse 19, it's like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and produced a great tree, and the birds of the air lodged in the branches of it. Um, and a great, great tree faith is not seasonal, so it's not, I'm a bit faithful today, I wasn't yesterday, or maybe a bit more tomorrow, maybe not next week. Um, the mustard tree is an evergreen, it never sheds its leaves, and its leaves never fade. So our faith is not something that's used once in a while. We must use it every day. And to quote the song I banded earlier, we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and great tree faith is attractive. I didn't realize this. Apparently sheep love the fragrance of the mustard tree and will come and shade under it. And the tree's leaves close at night and open during the day. And the water that drips from the leaves onto the sheep will kill ticks, fleas, parasites, and body lice without damaging the wool. So there you go. Um, and so our faith is attractive to people, to other people. And other people are attracted to God by seeing our faith in action. It's also resilient. So the mustard tree has been reported to survive a three-and-a-half-year drought. So our faith, likewise, shouldn't depend on seeing God move all the time, but should depend on our trust in him. Jesus was, wasn't suggesting that we go around trying to move trees just to prove that we have faith. In the same way, he's not suggesting it's the size of a mustard seed. He just uses this in the parables to try and teach this to us and the disciples. What Jesus was trying to teach his disciples, and he wants you and me to learn, is that it doesn't take a great faith to produce great results. And that's because the results don't depend on us. So we can have faith that size, but we can produce massive results because God is working with us and within us. The only way our faith can increase is by spending time meditating on the word of God and growing. <clears throat> so that's enough mustard for now. So Bible reading two. And I was saying to Steve before, Hebrews just sounds like one of those words. I always picture it as being after Genesis and Exodus. It's just, it's an Old Testament sort of word. Um, but it's, an, it's a great book, and I don't spend much time with Hebrews, but it took me a while to find it in the Bible, to be honest, because I was flicking through. And I, did, and I didn't remember the nursery rhyme or the rhyme that's supposed to remind you where it is. But, um, so I'm flicking through the beginning of the Old Testament. Hebrews must be here somewhere. But it's uh, a really um, good New Testament book that I don't look at enough, clearly. Um, so the, the second reading was about, um, obviously about faith. And in verse 1, it's just a simple definition of faith. Uh, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So this is putting our trust in something we can't see. But that doesn't mean there's no evidence for that faith. So we're trusting in God. There's a quote from, I don't know, Martin Luther King or someone about um, faith is taking the first step without being able to see the rest of the staircase. It's quite a famous quote. I think it's, is it Martin Luther, John? You're an educator man, Steve, so no. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a quote that's used quite a lot anyway. So faith is putting our trust in something we can't see. Um, we believe as a God, not because we can see him, but because we have plenty of evidence that he exists. Um, and we have nature which tells us as a creator. We have God's word, the Bible, which proclaims that God exists. And while we cannot see him, we can have faith in him because the proof he's given us through history, science, nature, and through his word. So verse 6 it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
We must have faith to please God. Everything we do should be done in faith. So it's an interesting Bible reading. So the Hall of Fame. So it's sometimes mentioned. um, Does anybody know about the Hall of... All the different Halls of Fame. Um, So there's... The Hall of Fame is a list of individuals usually chosen by a group of electors um, to mark people that are famous in their field. So sports... um, movies, music, and all that sort of thing. Sometimes it's just uh, a list of names. Other times there's sculptures, plaques. So you've got, like, uh, I think in American football as a Hall of Fame for the, the best footballers over the last um, many years. Um, there's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think. Um, and then there's the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is apparently more than 2,500 brass stars now that are embedded into the sidewalk honouring celebrities from Brian Adams to Muhammad Ali, Daniel Ratcliffe to Ginger Rogers, John Wayne to Barry White. So this is the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and you can go and walk it, I think, um, if you're there in Hollywood. 2,500 stars. So there's quite a lot of different halls of fame celebrating people and their achievements. Um, But kind of um, the 11th chapter of Hebrew is kind of God's Hall of Faith. So... And it's a list of, and a brief synopsis of all these different people that have had amazing faith in the Bible. So um, it's an example to us on how we can and should have faith in God as well. So beyond reading the accounts of the people mentioned in Hebrews, we should look into the, the stories behind those that are kind of referenced. So it's almost like lots of little bookmarks here in this reading um, telling you about um, Noah and about... Abel and uh, uh, Sarah and uh, Abraham um, and it's like a little um, I suppose you'd call it like almost like a, a hyperlinks so if you read that you could then click on that and go to another story in the Bible which tells you about great faith and many of the stories point to specific actions that were done it's important to see their faith produce the action and not the other way around so we don't turn our faith because we do good deeds or good actions. The, the right actions that we do are the result of having a proper faith. So Romans 4 tells us that Abraham was not saved because he obeyed God. Rather, his obedience to God was a result of his faith. Um, and James 2 teaches that a man or woman who has faith in the promises of God will show their faith through their actions. So the list of um, ones that are in Hebrews 11 there and a I didn't ask Joan to read them all because we would have been here for a while. And, uh, um, but the, it includes Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. So what's quite a good exercise, if you, um, if you want some homework, would be to read Hebrews 11... And then do a little hyperlink to all those other little stories and see some examples of faith in action, some great examples of faith. And some of them are amazing, really. Uh, So that's the Hall of Faith. Uh, uh, Whizzing ahead of time, and it's not even summer now. so, um, So each of us has faith, but are we using it? How long have you been saved, and has your faith continued to grow into the far-reaching impact Christ wanted it to. So lots of stories there, lots of examples. The challenge facing us today is how we use faith. 
God, God didn't point out the little things to believe. He used things like mountains being moved and trees being removed and planted into the sea. Um, God's tired of little faith and wants us to shoot for the sun. So although God uses examples of mustard seeds, mountains, trees, he wants us to use our faith and he will work within us um, to work those, um, those really amazing displays of faith. So don't ask for great faith so that we can do great things. Ask for faith the size of a mustard seed so that we can see God do great things. So that's our summary. Let's just pray for a moment. Just bow our heads, please. <clears throat> so Almighty God, we, we ask for a mustard, seed size, a mustard seed sized faith. We ask you to work within us to grow our faith, to enable us to really make a difference in our lives, lives of other people, in our church, in our community. Help us to believe and never doubt your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.